0: Joining me today, Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant. Terry, thanks for the time.
1: Thanks for having me today, Will. we got lots and lots to talk about in Illinois.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, let's begin with the recent credit upgrades. The state of Illinois found itself near junk bond status in recent memory. Uh, here recently, there have been some upgrades that have been celebrated by the governor and the comptroller and others. Uh, what is your take on Illinois's finding some better financial footing, or at least according to the credit rating agencies.
1: Uh, well, see you know, there are three credit rating agencies and all three of them now have upgraded us just a few days ago. Uh, one of them upgraded us actually two positions. So, you know, if we look at both sides of this first, it's a good thing to be upgraded because uh, you you know, just a few years ago, we were at the point where we were gonna be put in junk bond status, which by federal law would mean that we could no longer borrow any money if we needed to. That's a bad thing in that sometimes we do have to bond certain things, right? Uh, but it's you know, it, the, the flip side of this is that I'd like to see us get into a position in Illinois where we no longer have to borrow money because we, te- we tend to get ourselves in trouble as far as the credit ratings go. Uh, you and I were kind of talking about earlier uh, before we went on the air that uh, it's a little bit like when someone files for bankruptcy and a credit card company wouldn't give the person a credit card prior to filing for bankruptcy because they were a bad credit risk. But after they filed for bankruptcy, they would give them a credit card because now they have no debt. So in the case of Illinois, we are in a better position than we were say at the, you know, in 2017 when the budget impasse ended in that we are now paying our bills on time. Uh, we, We did make our pension payments. We made a little bit larger pension payment than what was required for this year. We put a million, I'm sorry, a billion back for a rainy day fund. We haven't had a rainy day fund for some time. Those are all super good things, right? But we got to that place by basically saying having a a tax increase. So we're taking more money out of people's pockets. I would like us to start returning some of that money to folks. And so good, bad, there's a lot of other things in this we can talk about, but I'll take a breath.
0: Well, and in the way that it interacts with the budget, which was adopted this year, does it mean anything uh, for Southern Illinois budgetarily?
1: Well, the budget—the budget for this year, this fiscal year, which was approved straight down party lines, was for forty-six and a half billion dollars. So, just for the listeners to get some perspective on that, when I came into office in twenty fourteen, the income tax increase had uh, sunsetted back to uh, a level of I think it was three point seven five percent, right? And we went two and a half years with no budget. Ultimately went to 4.95 where it had been five. So, not to get too much in the weeds, let's just look at this. When I came into office, the budget was 32.5 billion dollars. Our spending was 36 billion. So, after two and a half years of a budget impasse, we uh, in you know increased the income tax and passed a budget that was at 36. It was 36.5, I think, 36.5 billion with 36.5 billion dollars of revenue. The following year, in 2018, Rauner signed a budget that was for $37.5 billion. Pritzker's first year in office, the budget was $40 billion. His second year in office, it was $42 billion. This year, it's $46.5 billion. So we've jumped another $4.5 billion just in the last year. So our spending is not under control. And we did have, you know, Governor Pritzker told everyone in this state, that if we didn't pass a progressive income tax, we were going to fall off the cliff. You know, it was going to be Armageddon and so forth. The taxpayers of the state said, no, we're not doing a perfect progressive in- income tax. And lo and behold, we have enough revenue this year without a progressive income tax. But we have a legislature and a governor who pass a budget and a governor signs a budget for $4.5 billion than last year. What it looks to me like is we have a Democrat uh, legislature and a Democrat governor who are trying to force us into another tax increase. So I think no matter what the credit rating uh, companies are doing right now or organizations, the people of Illinois need to be looking at this and there should be red flags going up and bells and whistles saying we're just not going to go for this anymore. So uh, I think that's what we really need to be looking at.
0: Well, and I think that when you talk about budgets and Personal family budgets, obviously the inflation issues and the crime issues are the two issues that are going to decide this fall's elections. And uh, obviously we're going to talk a little bit about the leaked Roe decision, but that hasn't changed, in your opinion, either, has it, that inflation and crime are the issues?
1: No, those are, those are the issues. I would add corruption into that. So, cost of living, crime, corruption, they all kind of work hand in glove. So when you have a state that is uh, that reaches a level of corruption where, you know, we have a former Speaker of the House who's been indicted and whose trial is coming up, when you have someone like the CEO of ComEd, the largest energy company in the state, who's also been indicted, when you have multiple mayors, You have uh, city council members in Chicago and so forth. That corruption costs the state, which then costs taxpayers. And then at the same time, we have a majority party who believes that criminals should be turned loose on the street and law-abiding citizens should be made into criminals either by uh, gun laws or some of the other you know, some of the other mandates that are out there. So, yeah, crime and corruption and cost of living are the issue. And the pocketbooks of the normal person who's right now just trying to put gas on their car. For instance, you know, the Republican plan for this year that the tax uh, relief that the Republicans were looking at was to take one percentage point away from the sales tax that goes on gasoline. I wish it was totally done away with. That's the sales tax. If you take out, you know, the fact that that 1% would be taken out, taken out, that was going to save consumers over $200 million. Instead, the majority party, the Democrat Party of Illinois said, no, we just want to stop the increase that's going to happen automatically in July. That's not a bad thing, except that that money goes into the lockbox that fixes our roads and bridges. The sales tax money does not go into that lockbox. So, the, governor, the governor's party basically said we won't have that two cents increase, but the Republicans' plan would have saved everyone 17 cents on top of what they're spending. So the Democrat plan just basically said you won't have to spend an additional two cents. Uh, so, you know, there's there are, there were two competing plans. The Republicans did have a plan. It was totally ignored. And by the way, that Democrat plan uh, only um, halts that two cent increase from, uh, from July to January. So it's just a six month halt on that, that increase in the motor fuel tax. So, uh, I think folks need to realize that, uh, the, um, you know, uh, at your pocketbook, uh, that pocketbook needs to translate to the ballot box. And, uh, hopefully they'll make those decisions.
0: Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant with me. Another one of those pocketbook issues comes in the form of a press release from Ameren, Illinois, a few weeks ago. I'd never seen anything quite like it because usually Ameren is a fairly neutral operator, but they began to talk about the potential for rolling browned out, uh, brownouts this summer across the state of Illinois, and they pointed directly to the fact that Illinois— has moved too fast when it comes to clean energy legislation. Uh, would you give me your perspective on whether or not Illinois has moved uh too fast in regard to adopting clean energy legislation?
1: Oh yeah, definitely so we uh, we debated this on the Senate and the House for with the um the new energy bill that passed uh it demands that prairie State Energy in Marissa close by 2035. There are some stipulations that allows it to stay open till 2045 if certain criteria is met in regard to carbon emissions. Now, um, I want to break this up into two parts of the state. So the northern part of the state uh, receives their energy from a a different grid than southern Illinois does. And their energy grid is uh, their, their provider which takes off of that grid is ComEd. Down here, we, we come off of a, the, what's called the MISO grid. That MISO grid for us is either you either have Ameren or you're using one of the aggregates uh, or you know, co-op, so forth. Um, and so, in regard to the MISO grid, uh, when the, uh, there's an there's a auction that happens where the energy is purchased, uh, we didn't do very well. And so, Ameren is sending out notice to folks to say, That because of the energy bill and because of how fast the environmentalists forced us into this, uh, our our electric bills probably in this next year, uh, the average residential family at the residential level is going to go up about $500 per month. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, $500 uh, annually. And we're looking at rolling brownouts on the hottest days of the summer, and rolling brownouts uh, in the coldest days of the winter. Now, Ameren would not have sent that notice out if they did not believe it was actually going to happen, because that's not something you want to panic people about. And in addition to that, and the reason I wanted people to kind of get perspective between ComEd and Ameren is that the legislation itself allowed for the ComEd customers, uh, or in that ComEd network, there were some carbon... Uh, uh, per, uh, Breaks that happened, so you could buy the carbon credits. That was specifically allowed for ComEd only, ComEd area only. The Amaran area does not get those, or the ability to get those carbon credits. So ComEd is not going to see the same kind of increases that the Amaran people are, and that's us down here. So um, it, and there were some municipalities that go up all the way to Kankakee. So it isn't just. You know, it isn't just Southern Illinois, but anybody that is on that, uh, that is going to receive their energy because of Prairie State energy. We're looking at higher energy costs and we are looking at rolling brownouts. And folks, I hate to, I'm not trying to be ultra partisan in these discussions that we have, but this vote went straight down party lines. And again, that's something that people need to take note of. There's one party control in this state. It happens to be Democrat right now and they are not giving right attention to Southern Illinois they're not treating us the way we should be treated and people need to recognize that
0: Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant with us Terry uh, we want to respect your time but I want to make sure that we get your reaction to the leaked uh, ruling on Roe versus Wade from the Supreme Court and how you believe that will impact Illinois if at all
1: Sure. Well, first, I just want to say leaking anything uh, in the judiciary is something that should never happen. We have to be able to trust our judicial system. I uh, I I am glad to know that Chief Justice Roberts has ordered an investigation, uh, and I hope that they find whoever the leaker was. I don't know if that kind of a uh, if there's an action that allows for criminal charges but certainly uh, that person should lose their job and probably be disbarred. Uh, and so I hope that happens. That being said, for Illinoisans, we need to understand, uh, and again, I'm giving this to you from my view, I'm pro-life, and, uh, and so I'm, I hope that what was leaked ends up to be true, that Roe v. Wade is going to be, uh, or the issue of abortion is gonna be sent back to the courts. So people need to understand that the decision, as it was written by uh, Justice Alito, does not do away with abortion. It actually just returns it to the states, for the states each to decide. Uh, and in this case, in Illinois, uh, the Democrat majority in Illinois already pushed through a bill that said if Roe v. Wade was overturned at the Supreme, U.S. Supreme Court level, nothing in Illinois changes. So what does that mean for Illinoisans? Here's the laws that we now have right now have in place. You can get an abortion in Illinois for any reason at any time of the pregnancy. That includes all the way up to the point that the baby is being delivered. So for any, any time of the pregnancy for any reason, uh, in addition to that, it is possible in Illinois to have it be 100% taxpayer funded. And that is because, uh, All Women, if you are pregnant in Illinois, automatically qualify for Medicaid if you apply for it. Medicaid dollars are reimbursed at a 50% level except for abortion. So if uh, an an abortion is performed and it's under Medicaid, Illinois has to pay for 100% of that. So an abortion is legal at any time for any reason, 100% taxpayer-funded. The law that passed last year now says that parents no longer have to be notified. And most recently in this last session, there was a a bill that passed both chambers. I have not heard yet if the governor signed it or not. Uh, But that bill says that if a, if a physician in another state has their license suspended for performing an abortion and they come to Illinois, Illinois will reinstate their license. And there is an additional push right now from Planned Parenthood to Uh, to get a law into place that says that abortions do not have to be performed by a physician. Uh, And so we really have to watch for that one. But make no mistake, depending on which side of this issue you're on, unfortunately, to my view, nothing in Illinois changes. Uh, And that is, you know, that's sad. Uh, How do we make that change? We're going to have to make that change first at the ballot box by putting folks in place who believe that a fetus is a baby, right? It's a living entity that has a right to life. I heard on another uh, radio state a uh, uh, national um, radio broadcast the other day, someone say that basically there are individuals who. Uh, why don't you just come out and say if you believe in abortion that you believe in freedom over a fetus, right? Just acknowledge the fact that these are human beings that is a live baby and someone is choosing to take the life of that baby. In Illinois, no matter what happens right now with the federal at the federal level and the Supreme Court, nothing changes in Illinois. And that's unfortunate in my view.
0: Well it seems like every time I think that the majority Democrats in Springfield have run out of abortion legislation to pass, they come up with something else. I mean, this will mean that Illinois residents, your tax dollars are going to be paying for abortions, not only for Illinois residents, but likely for people uh, from all over the Midwest, as uh, J.B. Pritzker has made it clear that he wants Illinois to be the abortion capital of the Midwest. I don't know how else to describe it.
1: Yeah, so that's already happening right now, Will. What happens is Planned Parenthood Uh, helps women get to Illinois, helps them establish residency here. It only takes a short amount of time. uh, Or, I'm sorry, helps them to establish their Medicaid and then takes them into a Planned Parenthood facility, performs the abortion, lets them recover, and then gives them transportation back to another state. Uh, I heard recently that uh, there are, you know, that Planned Parenthood is willing to pay for people's transportation to Illinois so that you and I, can pay for that person's abortion against our will. you know so it's bad enough to be paying for that for it for Illinois residents but we are probably going to be paying for abortions for all over the country and uh, that's just not acceptable and that uh, people need to start speaking out. Uh, I teach a Sunday school class and I told my Sunday school class yesterday it's a Sunday school class of adults and I said the time for people to be silent about this or try to be polite it's over. that's over. every single day, Babies are being killed uh, right in our own communities. I did see a post recently that there is uh, now going to be, if it hasn't already opened, an abortion clinic in Carbondale. So it's right under our noses. And quite often we hear people of faith not speaking out. And you you have to speak out. And not only do you have to speak out, but you got to put your money where your mouth is. I uh, Just recently, last week, completed a diaper drive uh, for pregnancy matters, we also had a lot of people give us some money that we turned over to Pregnancy Matters in Carbondale. There are other crisis pregnancy centers, and the fact is that those crisis pregnancy centers give women an alternative. There are alternatives to killing your baby. You know, there uh, there are uh, folks who will take that baby and adopt them. There there are all there's also money to help women who are in crisis so they can keep their own babies. And so, if you're not aware of where those facilities are. Please get educated on that. We'll be happy to help folks if they call here to to get uh, a place where... You know, do you know that yesterday that there were protests that happened in front of churches on Mother's Day in favor of abortion?
0: Yes. On Mother's Day. And and I saw yesterday that there was a um, pro-life organization in Wisconsin whose uh, offices were attempted to be set on fire. So...
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to invite protests to my office, but I'm telling you right now, um, they can protest at my office all day. Uh, those kind of folks, it's not gonna. We're not gonna waver. Um, I believe that life begins at conception. I believe that God knit uh, that that little person uh, while they were still in their mother's womb. I believe that God knew us even before we were knew of us even before we were conceived and that life is precious to an almighty God who created the universe and has a plan for that individual. And no one has the right to take that life. And so if anyone's confused about where I'm at, they're welcome to come to my office here in Murfreesboro or in Mount Vernon. I'll be happy to sit down in a very cordial way and have that conversation with them. But um, it is time for people, all people, people of faith, people of non-faith, who truly know that that is a baby that is in that womb and that no one has the right to take that life.
0: Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant with me today. Terry, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you, Will. Appreciate it.